Dr. C. Victor Herbin III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I want to welcome you all to another edition of Taking It to the House. And I want you all to ride with us as we take it to the house. I am Vic DeFan Herbin Jr., and I'm taking it to the house. Before we go, guys, before we move on, Vic DeFan. Tell people about your educational uh, prowess. Where are you at? What's going on? Because I know we're getting ready to celebrate in a few short months. So tell, tell our fan base a little more about you and your education, where you're headed, sir. Well, I within the next uh, 90 days, I'll have my defense for my doctorate in community college leadership. And it has been a journey and has been a challenge, but nonetheless, we're almost there. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And come come December, I will be Dr. C. Victor Herbin, the fan, Jr. My man, my man, that's, that's so cool. We, and we're proud of you, brother. You know it's a requirement Thanks, to be a doctor up on this panel. <laughs> well, that's it's a requirement. Why I don't talk as much as you that's why I don't talk as much as you guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You being a sports fan is the reason why you're here. We and your family. So let's do it, fellas. Let's <laughs> So what's the deal? I mean, what we got happening today? There's a lot that's happening in a week. There's a lot that's happening in the world of the NFL. I mean, we talked about it last week. While the NFL is king, uh, even though there's not a ball being thrown, intercepted, or ran up down to 50 to the 40 to 30, uh, there's still a lot of NFL news. Anything this last week, gentlemen, yes. that has sparked your interest? Uh, what you got? Well, we talked about it briefly last week, as you said. Watson in Cleveland. Wow. Okay. So that automatically removes Baker out of the equation. Oh, my goodness. As all the quarterbacks were signed and traded and moved, I noticed that Baker's name wasn't mentioned in any of that. So, here, so this dude 
We talked about him again and again ad nauseum. So we'll talk about it some more. Baker is a man without a job, without a position. Cleveland immediately to me are in the playoff picture. Yes, it's a very competitive AFC North. I get it. But Watson, he has that swag. He can manage the game. He can also, to me, uh, make the play out of the pocket if need be. You know, and then you got Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. You got who else is coming over there? The receiver. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. Right. They're just releasing. They're trying to get him back. I forget it. Yes. So Watson ought to bring uh, immediate respectability. Baker had the chance to do that, but he didn't. And now he's a man without a, a mission, without a job. And so I'm really curious on where he lands. But the big signing for today, Tyreek Hill, going to Miami. Who saw that coming? I know I didn't. And so I think the team actually is because they don't have him to take it over the top. I know they're going to be for Kansas City, but Tyreek, Kelsey, Mahomes, it, it appears as though you couldn't double-team anybody and somebody was always open. So I think that hurts Kansas City and it helps Miami. But who they got a quarterback down in Miami? Oh. Oh, well, he got another weapon. Let's see what he does with it. But that's my early take on the NFL. Vic, the man. What's your take, sir? I think the... Um... I think the Cleveland move was a very, very good move. Uh, and I think you have instant credibility with a quarterback who has been tried and and has exemplified all of those marvelous things you like to see in a quarterback, the smartness, uh, the mobility, uh, decision-making, and, and uh, game management. This guy is a top-tier quarterback. Unfortunately, he, you know, he ran into some personal issues uh, that, that sidelined him for a while. But I think that he's that kind of gifted athlete that'll bounce back, and he's going to make a tremendous impact in Cleveland. In fact, I think this is what Cleveland was missing, a true quarterback, guy who can do it all. And Watson is, is just a classy guy, and I think that uh, he is going to be the difference maker. And In fact, the, uh, the North better look out. Because now you're going to have a real competitive, a very competitive Cleveland team. And I'm just saying, look out, because Watson is on the scene and he's coming to play. And he's hungry and he's anxious to show Texas and the Texans exactly what it is that they misused and gave up. So I think that he's coming with a chip on his shoulder, just enough chip for him to make a tremendous difference in the uh, AFC North. Vic, what do you think? Well, it sounds great. It sounds great on paper. Uh, I am the AFC North <laughs> guru. Obviously, I am to Baltimore Ravens. Uh, right now, I'm still will give the division to Joe Burrow. But what I'll say is, it's the Cleveland Browns. And Cleveland Browns with Cleveland Brown. So he, they may have a star-studded lineup, they may have a star-studded quarterback, but they still got a front office that is jacked up from the floor up. They still have a coach. They still got a system that uh, that Watson needs to learn. And how many games will he be suspended for? 
So to to crown them, I'm not going to be Denny Green. I'm not going to crown they tell. Not going to do it because they don't deserve it. They're not doing anything. And so until they can make it to the playoffs with whatever roster they have, when they can beat uh, the three teams in the AFC North more than one time in the same season, then I'll give them more out my mouth. We talked about it when Baker Mayfield got to the team years ago. And that looked great. And then it didn't. It looked great when they got loaded with Jarvis and Odell until it didn't. It looked great with Chubb and Kareem Hunt until it didn't. So I'm not giving them any more credit than they need until they tell me something. Because the Cleveland Browns are who we thought they were. And I'm not going to let them off the hook. <laughs> well, I think, but I, I think, think we you're, have you're, to. You're a little. Uh, little Go ahead. I think that anything comes out of Vic's mouth is a little biased because he's a Ravens fan. Let's be clear. He's a Ravens fan, so he can't look at this uh, objectively, okay? Let the fans know he's a Ravens fan, so whatever Cleveland brings, he's going to set it down. He ain't going to give him credit, and I get it. I understand it. So let's let's say that. Big Vic, what you got, brother? I'm sorry to cut you off. I think, I think, that, I think we're overlooking the fact that Watson brings some character and he brings uh, a high degree of respect to the position. Nobody in Cleveland respected uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. I told you guys last, last show that that's why this guy's living in a stadium. Nobody even want him in a neighborhood in Cleveland. He, he, look, every time, every time I see that commercial, I said he deserves to be exactly where he is. He needs to be in the stadium. That's where he needs to live, right there. He doesn't even deserve to be in a decent Cleveland neighborhood with the way that he stinks. Still. I, you know what? You know what? Good riddance. Thank you. See you. Song. Bye-bye. So you ought to tell me you think they're now going to be the number one team in the AFC North. And that, that was telling me by, by adding Watson, now accelerated against their organizational challenges. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan. Let's understand. But I'm also looking at the AFC North as it is constructed. They're still the Cleveland Browns. And I, unless they have Joe Montana and Tom Brady coming off the bench, I'm not going to give them any credit until they do something. It looks great that the Lakers have a star-studded lineup. And what's going on with them this year? So I'm not saying Watson is the end-all, be-all, and now all of a sudden it's crowned him. No, no. I will give that credit to one Ohio, that Cincinnati Bengals, what they've done and, and, and the trajectory they're on. And I will give it to Baltimore Ravens because, again, they've proven themselves. Uh, Pittsburgh, we already know, uh, that's that's up for uh, for the baby. They are in a pseudo-rebuild stage. But Cleveland hasn't done anything, they, and and just because they added Watson again, how many games will he lose? Uh, how many games will he be uh, suspended for uh, when the NFL gets him for the situation he got himself in? And and then what? So there's already what six games? Come on, man. Maybe next we should talk a little bit more about it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not jumping up and down to say that they're now the new kings at AFC North. It looks great on paper until they. 
I hear you. I agree. Wow. Uh, you made we a, a couple of points. Here. We, we... Uh, the, 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 I agree with management. The organization is tore up from the floor up. So that is still a problem. But if you could just play just with the personnel and and extrapolate that or make that mean something, they have great talent at skilled positions. Let's see what it will it translate to win. So you make a fair point. And so I, I agree with you. But I think the balance of power isn't necessarily going to Cleveland. I think it's in Indiana, Indianapolis. When you sign uh, your boy Matt Ryan from Atlanta, come over because we were talking about uh, 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 Russell Wilson. What if he had gone? Well, Matt Ryan is not a bad second choice, a 2B or a 1B, if you will, going to because he is smart. He doesn't be athletic. He has the best line in the Indianapolis in, in pro football. You got your boy, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you got a decent receiving core. You just need somebody to sling it and make smart decisions. So I think uh, uh, Watson, he is Watson. Cleveland is still Cleveland. But Indianapolis is the playoffs because of the quarterback. Play. Now they have fixed that just by the quarterback position alone. So I see them getting into the playoffs. She has to get bounced out. Big victory, sir. Whether it's the Colts, whether it's the Browns, I mean, you can put pieces together, but the game has to be played. And, and when the game is played, that's where the truth comes out of the pudding. The game is played until Watson is rattled by those huge defensive linemen from the Bengals and it's a very tough decision. But by the same token, by the same token, management is going to be management no matter where you go in the NFL. That's just the nature of pro sports. That's the nature of the beast. However, the games have to be played. Then after the games are played, then we can give credit where credit is due. The management is not going to play the game. The players got to play, and they got to play with a sense of pride and enthusiasm. And I think when you put all those great pieces in place, it at least it gives the aura of a winning environment. And players want to play where they think they can win. And, and with Brian going to Indy, that's an upgrade. That is an upgrade from what they had. And with that team nucleus, I think Matty Ice is going to be – a, a tremendous addition to that team, <laughs> and I think that he's going to be ultimate, going to be the ultimate catalyst for good chemistry for a team that has perhaps uh, the greatest potential in the NFL. Oh yeah, I, I mean, it'll be a great divisional race between uh, Indianapolis Colts and Tennessee Titans. I mean, wow. Because Matt Matty Ice is a proven quarterback, he has gone to the Super Bowl. They uh, until Tom Brady came into the uh, NFC uh, South. I mean, it was between uh, the Falcons and the Saints. I mean, it was Drew Brees versus uh, Matt Ryan. So it'll be a great battle to see him with a rebirth, uh, with a, a proven quarterback, friendly coach, and Frank. I mean. Frank Wright probably won out of Carson Wentz based off their experience in Philadelphia that he'll get with a Matt Ryan, a quarterback IQ that is superior. 
I mean, at the end of the day, I start looking at the quality of quarterbacks that are now in the AFC. I mean, they've made some significant – AFC yeah. made a significant come up yeah. with the quality of quarterbacks over the last two yeah. months. So it's not going to be a, a, a an easy road for any team to make it to the AFC championship game because these quarterbacks that are now uh, been, been uh, traded to the division or to the conference, oh, they, they come with some experience. Russell Wilson, super, two Super Bowls. Uh, experience with one win and Matt Ryan. So, I mean, you've already just elevated the quality of, of IQ of these, uh, of each of these quarterbacks and these teams. What well, well, do you guys, let me ask this. So, what so, so when you look at, when you look at Matt Ryan and the situation that he's in, he's in a great situation because he's playing for a quarterback's coach. Frank Wright was a quarterback. And who understands the pressure and, and who understands game management more than a former quarterback with a pretty good dark with a pretty good team in Buffalo? Uh and and he he was a very good quarterback. He was a good NFL quarterback, great, but he's a good NFL quarterback who can take a talent like Matt Ryan and bring out even uh greater greater feats in this game. I think Matt still has a lot to offer the game. And he certainly has a lot more to offer the fans. So, what brought you into the music scene? Cause I hear about you all around here in El Paso. Wow. Uh, he showed myself like he showed me everything that I feel today is missing from everybody that, that wants to start. Like, the first thing, you need to learn how to carry me crazy. You need to learn how to love your equipment. So, now, when you're playing music, right, does it take you to a specific place? Every time. Every time? Every, I'm telling you. If I've mentored him well enough, he's at a pinnacle now to so where I feel like he can rock with the fleet DJs. And boy, it's 600 of them. Oh, yes. Yes, there's a lot of them, and you have to know your craft. Oh, God. You have to know your craft in order to be in that. Listen. <laughs> uh, change, change gears. So, staying in the NFL, what do you guys think about Allen Robinson going to the Rams? You guys got a take on that at all? Does that is that the Ritz getting here, or is it is, for Woods now is no, no longer there? So, Odell hasn't been signed yet, but I'm assuming he's going to stay. What do you think? You're feeling, uh, Victor, about uh, Robinson going to L.A.? Oh, I think it's great. I think it's one of those where the rebirth for him. Uh, we saw what happened with Odell leaving from a, uh, a very poor franchise in Cleveland. Now, what does Robinson do leaving from a poor franchise in Jacksonville? I think definitely upgrade. Robinson's now signed with Tennessee. So I was concerned when Robert Woods would come back, what they were going to do with Odell. Was he going to uh, fall to the number three or, right. or how they were going to work that out? So now that they traded Robert Woods, I was surprised that they made the run for Robinson. Still, what happened with Odell? Oh, by the way, that paycheck that Tyreek just signed put him as one of the richest uh, wide receivers in the league. So there's money going around the league. That's creating a significant buzz. So does Odell have enough 
credit in his account to say, I want to stay here and you're going to pay me top dollars? Or does he get the message now that they signed Robinson and said, okay, I know I'm not going to be the number one because he owns the cup. The number two is a Robinson. So where does Odell find himself? With a Super Bowl winning team or do you take uh, take your talents to the free agents market? But I think it's a great pickup for the Rams. They just reloaded. What you think, Dad? I think that uh, as long I, I think that what they have, what they've added to what they already had, is certainly an upgrade for the team. But but we have to bear in mind, Odell is Odell, and if Odell doesn't get those touches, those looks, Odell can be a detractor. He can be a team killer with his attitude. If he's the number one guy and you get him his, his touches, you're going to have a great season. But but let's just see what happens after the first two or three games if, if he doesn't get his touches. Or or we have to also bear in mind with him, he's not really in a position to demand top dollar simply because he's coming off an injury and he he is suspect that that – that that injury may come back to haunt him. So what he needs to do is be a good team guy, get a decent offer, and I'm certainly going to take care of him. But don't raise any sand about my my. Test. I believe with the management in Los Angeles, everybody on that team will get their incentives. Those that need to get them, and and I think that uh, with a young coach like that who's very creative, they'll ways to get you your touches and to get you your look. But just be a team guy, Odell. It's not about you. It's about the team. Just get it out of your head. You're not bigger than the NFL. It's NFL. What do you I don't think Odell I think he's been, been humbled from the Giants to the Browns, you know, two bunk teams, then you come to another team, uh, and then you win a championship, uh, not so much on what he was doing, but what he was willing to do. And so they found him. Baker didn't find him. They found him. Matty, Matt Stafford found him, and he was productive and going on the Super Bowl before he that injury. And so I, I think with the humility, uh, I love it. He's, he's very athletic. He's very good at his craft. Uh, don't forget about the, his hands, those hands. So my goodness. So certainly anything thrown to him, he's able to catch. So I don't see that as a problem. I think their run game is a problem. You got Robinson, Cup, Odell. Who do you double? Okay. So don't forget, they got Higby at tight end who didn't play in the Super Bowl because he was injured. Who do you double? So it's a matter of creativity. Uh, Sean McVay has a lot of weapons at his disposal. Matt Stafford, he's willing to execute. Odell is just another piece in the chest. So not the piece. He's not the king. He's not the queen. He's just a piece uh, amongst the, the kings and queens and the rooks and everybody else. But something I wanted to tell, share with y'all, the last two Super Bowl wins were – Brand new quarterbacks for that season. We talked about a, a years ago, two Super Bowls ago. Brady comes down to the Tampa Bay, plays with them the first year they win. This past year, Matt Stafford gets traded. 
One year, plays with the Rams. Are we on to something new now? Who's who? Who do you predict will be that next quarterback? Is it Matt Ryan, or or who who do we see right now as the favorite? Who would you guys say based on the quarterback play? You got to have a quarterback to be able to lead your team. So, Big Vic, I toss it out to you. If you had to choose right now, who's your Super Bowl winner? I'd have to go with uh, I'd have to go with Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan, coupled with the coach and the line that he has, they're going to take good care of him and good decision maker, good field general, good uh, good guy to have in the hub, good guy to have on the team. Um, he he's a motivator. He's one of the fellas, and I would I would I would ride with Matt Ryan. I, I'm going to ride Matty Ice. I'll ride Matty Ice before I would ride okay. any of the other new guys with the first team for the first year. You willing to put so the money? Clarification. <laughs> Hold that thought. So, so, so <laughs> go ahead. So, 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 for clarification, are you saying one of the new trades, or just based off of quarterbacks within the league, a new day starts? Which quarterback did I give the favor to? Yes. Who based based on the current composition of the teams or the trades or even projected? Maybe you see something. Maybe you see um, Rogers coming to uh, the 49ers. I don't know. What do you see in your crystal ball? Maybe you see uh, based on what is going on right now and your projection that you can share with our fans and us today. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Who's going to be your champion next year? What I told you all last year, as long as Tom Brady's in that league, I've learned over 22 years I don't pick against him. So Tom Brady's back, and I will get a pissed-off Tom Brady who didn't win the Super Bowl last year, who thought he was going to try retirement, got pissed off because he didn't know how to play daddy role and husband role, and he's back into the league. I picked Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Yeah. I, and and I agree with you 100. He would be my pick as well. I think he's the best signing or lack of signing because he came back and retired. I don't know what that was for 45 days and then he says he's coming back. But a Tom Brady-led team, as long as he gets Gronk back, he needs to have Gronk. Uh, Mike Evans on the receiving, the receiving end, so he has still pieces around him. The line has got to protect him because he's not mobile. And he needs to have Grunt because that chemistry between those two, I don't think there's anything better other than Cup and Stafford, you know, in the league. So I could be wrong, and that's just me with recency bias. But as long as Brady is in the league with all that cash, and he's got a lot of equity in the bank, it's his to lose. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. He that's, wants that's his very championship title. <laughs> he is hot. Uh, to see Aaron Rodgers, MVP. I mean, again, guys, he he didn't leave on a bad year. He led the league in almost everything. Right. They had discussions that he possibly could have been a co-MVP with Aaron Rodgers. So it wasn't a 44-year-old Tom Brady uh, with a noodle arm a la Peyton Manning. I mean, he was doing it. I mean, he's one Antonio Brown meltdown away and some other drama that's probably happened in the locker room for him to for them to lose. So, oh, Tom is not leaving, uh, uh, not returning with some 
well, we need to build a strong running game around him. Oh, we need to make sure our defense could carry him to the league. Um, this dude is still very dangerous. And now in the NFC South that has no stoplights for him, ain't nobody. What? But losing Matt Ryan was the only stopgap in that division. <laughs> James Winston, uh, Saints, but not a Sean Payton. No. Uh, what? Sam Darnold, whoever they have uh, in, in Carolina? No. So automatically, with, uh, and we're already implying, we're already assuming health is not a factor here. They've already won the, right. the NFC South. He's already a playoff-bound team. So who else does he have to go worry about? Aaron Rodgers automatically a, a, a playoff-bound team. What he's going to have to worry right. about is the beast out of the West. The Matt Stafford, <laughs> well, that's all. Matt Stafford. Because Kyler Murray, we don't know who's going to show up. We don't know if, if Garoppolo is still going to come back. And Seattle's in a rebuilding. So, again, the power, we talk about the power rankings that are power shifting is gone to the AFC. All those high caliber quarterbacks in the AFC. So what quarterbacks do you really have in the NFC to slow Tom Brady down from making it to the NFC championship? Should we call that name? Tom Brady and Rodgers. Or the Tom Brady and, and Los Angeles Rams. Because no other, no one in the NFC is going to stop him. So the power it is right there. Uh, that that's 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 mine. All right, that, that that's what I think. So what I like to do is to break those young kids down and say, look, we're not worried about the pros. We can't control that. Let's make you the best student athletes you can be. And I use this phrase, let's get your house in order. Let's build it. And once you get to the point where now you've got a presentation, now you, as you develop and grow, will be able to command the attention you need to be entertained for, for that level. But I said, most athletes, we knocked that out of the box right away. We don't even focus. Time is running away from us, but I want to get into the NBA real quick. Uh, we got about 10 games left. And you know what I was thinking about in these 10 games? There's going to be more players sitting. That bothers me, but I get it. You know, you need to rest. You need to gear up for the second season. So did you guys have a take on load management? PG-13 hasn't played in seemingly the whole year. He played early. Uh, Kawhi hasn't played at all. We know he was injured last year. Uh, these 10 games, 
Is a season too long? Do the games even really matter? What is a, a, a good number of games that they all count? Because clearly, by resting now, these games don't matter, but it matters to some because of seeding and everything. They try to make important for 82 games, but what we do know is based on load management and people resting. LeBron, tonight, he's resting. Jimmy Butler, resting. Toe. Uh, 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 Ryan Williams, we don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, people, it started seemingly with Tim Duncan, Popovich, the Spurs. So here's the question. Are you guys to, are we playing too many games in the NBA that they don't count? Seemingly the second season is the only thing that counts? Or is load management just something that we just have to just just buy into, get into, and that's okay? Uh, what do you guys think about the long season and load management, or is the season long enough? And I toss that out to you, Big Vic. I think that I think that what needs to happen. I think that first of all, the fans deserve a full season. Now, how, how long have we been playing these number of games? So. To me, yeah. to me, players today are coddled so much. They don't play hurt. They 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 are about seemingly to me as and they are about themselves. Team loyalty has gone out the window for the most part. It's all about me popping my shirt. Uh, I, I I just look at some of the. I don't want to say bogus injuries, but come on, man. I mean, if you really serious about winning right. a championship, I'm looking at Jordan. It was puking literally on the sideline, but he was he gave his heart to the game. These guys are not committed like yeah. that anymore, and they want to ease into. I don't want to have to play into the playoffs. I want to be the playoffs. You know, we gotta we gotta have this mentality. And I don't think it's I think that you can manage the minutes better, but I I don't think that the season needs to be cut. We've been playing these number of games for many, 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 many years, and these guys are yeah. just spoiled, rich athletes who need to get off their duff, commit to the team, commit to the fans, commit to the NBA. And let's play basketball. Get off the duff. Let's play basketball. Anthony Davis, you need to go to work. That's what you need to do. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we look at these players now are getting more money to play less games. Now, you got 82 on, on, the, on the calendar. Unlike their predecessors who played all 82, to or played majority of those games without the load management got paid to play a full season. These guys may play. I mean, I think uh, LeBron James year alone missed 19 games. So 19 games out of 82 or 20 games out of 82, that's 62 games. So you got paid multi-million to play 67 games. They didn't play 67 games in the 70s. I think the model that the NBA should adopt is the NFL model. A couple years ago, when the NFL found out that a lot of teams were sitting their players the last couple of weeks, they reshifted the schedule where the last couple of weeks of the season, you're playing divisional games. Every game matters. 
So if they found a way where we already know any out-of-conference games in the NBA is with two games, you're going to play one out, uh, a team in the conference. But the teams in such a conference, you typically play three or four times. If they did before All-Star game, maybe uh, those two games, before All-Star game, and then after All-Star game, you do two to three of those games, then every game is important because it impacts their uh, the, the ranking. And I think that'll help encourage a little more participation. May do load management on the first half, so then on the back half of the season you have more playing. I'd, I'd be okay with that. But I don't want to watch NBA the last two or three yeah. weeks knowing the Stars aren't playing. So I think if they took that, right. that model, that's at least one step towards it. Um, but, again, we start looking at player rest. Now, that's coach discretion, player discretion. But definitely I agree with you, Dad. Uh, there's some level of columnist, even though these players are more conditioned than any other athletes of the hundred or the seventy-five years the NBA's been around, so uh, there, there's some. There, we got, I don't sort of got to do something about that. Yeah, yeah. My t- my t- uh, and I appreciate both of you guys saying that. I don't know what works. Uh, the NBA is my game. That's my. I, I'm a huge fan of the NBA. I just hate when the product is diluted or watered down. And so it's like every other sports industry, when it's driven by the dollar and everybody's making the money, but seemingly we as fans are getting very little product. It's, it's like we're, we're buying that, that those, those Cheetos. If you open the bag, you got a whole bunch of air in it. I have a whole bunch of air with the NBA. I would like more content. And so I don't know which model works, but right now the current model, is not appealing even though i'm going to tune in and they know i'm going to tune in and that's what it is is they have their their certain amount of fans that are going to keep coming back regardless but how new fans so i don't know the marketing machine is at work uh but i believe you lose fans because we're smarter than the average bear and this is this is poor when you can sit out the last 10 games we know how much the ticket prices are. We know how much parking is. We know how much it may cost this family of four to a game, you know. And you get to the game, and your favorite star is not playing. Now, that's terrible. That's sad. Uh, and so, again, I believe these games don't mean a whole lot to these players. But they got incentives built into playoffs, uh, first team, being all league, uh, having most rebounds, most assists. And so it's, it's, it's a terrible, terrible product. I'm going to end with this. And thank you uh, to our fans for listening to us for the last 30 or 45 minutes or so. Uh, we just want to say thank you for tuning in on a weekly basis. Love you guys for tuning in. Let's remember that COVID is still prevalent, okay? It seemingly had gone down, and we had it well controlled, and now it's coming back. Please, please, please. It's all about social distancing. Still, still about hand washing, hand sanitizing, just the simple hygiene stuff. And your governor or mayor, your city may say no mask. I still say, how is it spreading anyway? It's because we're not wearing masks. And so please be conscious, protect yourself, protect others, wear a mask. That's my take. I'll see you guys next week. We love you. Thank you. Team, great. Again, as we Look forward to this next phase of the NBA season. Hey, this is what it is. 
And, and while we are complaining about it as fans, guess what? We'll be the same ones tuning in in a couple of weeks watching it to its fullest. <laughs> who's going? Who's going to be? Who's going to be hanging up, uh, throwing up that Larry O'Brien trophy? But at the end of that, I still hate what's going on right here. But again, as I said, as our resident medical expert, be safe. Uh, it is now the new uh, first week of spring here in D.C. We got the cherry blossoms looking all pretty and nice. So take the time, enjoy the sights, enjoy the sounds, enjoy the beat of be out and about, but do it safely. Again, it's been the last 40 minutes with you all. Look forward to seeing you next week. Holler at us on all our social media platforms. Love engaging with you all. Love it. So take care. Enjoy. See you all next As a fan, I'm going to say that we we certainly enjoyed uh, being a part of the broadcast on this evening, but I am really hyped up about Major League Baseball, and I just excited about uh, the season. It's going to have double headers the first week. I, I just think that's awesome for the fans, and with all of the moves in the Major League Baseball, teams are going to come back that were not good last year. I think they're going to be contenders down the road if they all stay healthy. So, again, uh, from a fan standpoint, in, in, in those closed confines, you know, in arenas, I, too, agree with uh, both of my colleagues matching down on the possibilities of contracting that dreadful, dreadful disease. So, I, I will be wearing my mask in public when I go to sporting events until such time it's it's deemed that it's okay not to uh, even after being fully inoculated. So from a fan standpoint, love the games, all of the sports, uh, the mission to get about right now, this step point where we're transitioning out of one into others and the playoffs are coming up in the NBA. Enjoy it. Be safe. And as a fan, it doesn't get any better than this.